You're listening to The First Gen Coach. I'm your host, Carla Santamaria, a civic engagement professional turned mindset and career coach. As a first-gen immigrant, college grad, and corporate professional, I have experienced firsthand the many struggles and challenges that first-gen professional Latinas and women of color often face when navigating unfamiliar and unfriendly corporate environments. In this podcast, I will share insights for career success and will feature inspiring and successful first-gen women to share their journey and their stories. If you're ready to tap into a growing community of first-gen professionals, you've come to the right place. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's coaching call guest is Jocelyn. Jocelyn is a first-generation engineering professional, a daughter of immigrants, and the mother of two young children. She has been in the engineering industry for seven straight years out of college. As a woman in a male-dominated field, as a mother in a male-dominated field, as one of the very few Latinas and women of color in her role, she often feels a lot of insecurities. And she In this coaching call, we talked about clarity and overcoming imposter syndrome and how to truly lean into her strengths to find the courage and confidence to speak up and to understand why her voice is so important. Imposter syndrome is something that up to 70% of people experience, all right? So if you're feeling like you're doubting whether or not you belong in the room, let me remind you, you do belong, all right? And if you are having some concerns about that or having, you know, like questioning whether or not you have earned your place, believe me, you have. So let's get into the conversation with Jocelyn. But before we do, I do want to remind you that if you are interested in getting this free coaching that is then going to be included and released as a podcast episode, all you have to do is fill out the form that is in the show notes. It won't take very long, but we'll, you know, just get to know each other a little bit better and uh, we will reach back out to you and schedule the coaching call recording so that your experience can help other first-gen professionals who are likely facing similar experiences in the workplace. Now, let's get into the call with Jocelyn. Hi, Jocelyn. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carla. Thank you for having me. I am very excited and very honored to uh, be a part of this session. Great. Thank you. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about your career journey? Um, So I am uh, an engineer. I graduated back in 2015 uh, with my bachelor's in science uh, degree from uh, uh, Cal State LA uh, in civil engineering. And I have been working as an engineer for the past seven years straight out of college. Um, I am primarily doing project management roles at the time, uh, and I have been doing so for the past seven years. Um, And I am very excited to um, get some feedback from you during this session with you know, certain things that I, I feel that I've been struggling with uh, for a, a while and that they're kind of just, you know, been festering here and there that I just want to, you know, get kicked out of the way. Yeah, sure thing. So what's been on your mind? Um, so I feel that I've been 
bombarded by imposter syndrome more often than not. And um, I know that this is something that a lot of Latinas uh, uh, have to deal with once you know they get into higher education so I feel that I'm not the only ones dealing with this and I just want to uh, see if you can provide me with some techniques or an approach that I can take to kind of just kick that to the curb I feel that that has um, prevented me from thriving uh, and reaching my full potential within my career um, and I don't uh, I you know, I second guess myself, I always diminish my accomplishments, and I know it has to do with the imposter syndrome. Um, so I just wanted to see if you can give me some feedback on that. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who may not know, like the this feeling of, you know, like this imposter syndrome, it's, it's the name given to like this fear of being found out as a, you know, a fraud, you know, like the, the rug is going to be pulled out for under us. Like someone's going to come in and say like, ha ha ha, I knew you didn't belong, <laughs> you know? So is that kind of what you're feeling? Yes, that is exactly what I've been feeling, uh, especially in this field. It's very male dominated. Uh, at one point I was the only female working within my group. Um, so I was always, you know, trying to like prove myself with with the guys, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, prove to them that I can hang with the big dogs and, and all that stuff. But um, I feel that it, it has definitely taken a toll on me and I am just sick and tired of that feeling at work. Yeah, of course. I mean, because when you go to work, when you are trying to, to like accomplish, you know, you're, you're, you're a civil engineer, you said, you know, you're, you've been working in project management. The goal of your job should be to do your job well. It shouldn't be to prove that you belong there, you know? And it sounds like in addition to doing your job, you are, like you said, like, you know, in this male dominated field where you almost have to put in a, like, put up like a front, you know, of like, Hey, I belong here. I can, I can do anything that you can do. Yeah, and in my situation, I think it's very amplified because I am also a mother. So I have to, you know, um, I feel that being a mother, I have to prove that, hey, you know, I, I can also um, fulfill both roles. And and because of that, you know, I, I, I don't want them to think that my motherhood is going to hinder my professionalism or my ability to deliver uh, where I am needed to deliver. So I, I think that the motherhood um, as well has kind of amplified that, that feeling for me. Okay, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, yeah, it definitely sounds like you have, it sounds like you are taking up space in what is traditionally not necessarily a welcoming environment. You know, so like whenever people, um, whenever I talk about imposter syndrome, at least I want to first acknowledge that, you know, that like if you are feeling like maybe you have to prove that you belong, it's because a male dominated feel like that is designed. It, it was it was not designed for you. You know, it was not designed for us. It was also not designed, not designed for women, not designed for Latinas, not designed for moms. You know, like you are feeling very real systems of oppression, basically. Like it's it's what you're feeling. Yes, I just wanted to to validate that. Like it's not just you woke up one day and said, "Oh, I feel imposter syndrome." No, it's like you're feeling the weight of having all these um, systems sort of like work against you. But 
but that doesn't mean that you can't be successful, you know, or as successful as you can be. Um, so before we talk, you know, you, you mentioned that the, you know, imposter syndrome shows up as like second guessing yourself, you know, um, so before we talk a little bit more about that, um, I wanna take a step back and ask you, what are some of the things that you love or that you like most about your role? Um, I like the fact that the projects that we work on are very uh, great contributions to the community. Uh, I work in primarily transportation projects within uh, Southern California. Um, so I, I do see the benefit that that does to the community uh, in a large scale. So that that makes me really proud to be like, oh, I, hey, I worked on this project or I helped, you know, develop transportation within the area. Um, and, 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 you know, a lot of these um, transportation projects are being implemented to reduce, um, you know, the disparities with uh, certain areas that have low income residents, you know, getting them to be able to easily access areas that otherwise they wouldn't be able to access if, you know, transportation projects as the ones that I work on were not in place. And then also, um, you know, the, the project management, which is something that I've been primarily working on. Um, it gives me a sense of contribution um, because literally like, you know, at any company, the, the projects are the ones that give company profit. So, um, you know, if, if, if you don't effectively manage a project, you know, you're, you know, you're probably not going to get another project from that certain agency or, um, you know, it's going to cause a loss to the company itself. So I, I, I do see the, the, I do see the contribution and, and that makes me feel great. Like, oh, hey, like, you know, you're, you're, you're contributing, you know, to the, to the overall mobility of the area and not just, you know, within Southern California, but also, you know, in, in Northern California. And even, you know, we sometimes work in projects out of state. So it, it, it's a great sense of fulfillment, like, hey, you're doing something good for the community, even though it's not, you know, at a personal level, it's at a, at a higher level, but, you know, you're still contributing to, you know, uh, systems that are not in place or that need improvement so that people that are in, in lower income areas can access those opportunities that they wouldn't be able to access if, if the projects were not there. Wow. Um, I am blown away by the pride that you take in your work. Um, it is evident that your work is, is personal to you, you know, like it is, you know, you're talking about communities, you're talking about like expanding access, you're talking about reducing disparities. That is a huge asset. And they ask, you know, what are some of the things that you love about your job? Because the things that you love, the things that you know you're good at, like those are some of your biggest strengths in the workplace. All right. So being able to say, hey, like the job that I'm doing is actually helping reduce disparities. And even though it's not affecting like an individual on a personal level, you may not know everyone's names. You're, I mean, especially in Southern California, probably millions of people are going to be um, benefiting from the infrastructure projects that you're working on. All right. So the fact that you can see the, the impact, the wider impact and think big picture, that is a skill set that you bring to the team. All right. So always think of that as like, it's not just that you care about it and that and you're proud of it and it makes you feel good. No, it is a strength and it, it adds benefit to the team. 
Thank you for that. And that is something that I hold very dear to my heart because I actually come from a, a low income area. Um, I was raised in South Central Los Angeles. And I think that has given me that extra, um, uh, I don't know how to word the term, but that extra uh, connection to, to the purpose that these projects serve because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that come from this area that that didn't have opportunities that other people in more affluent areas were given. And, um, you know, I, I see the, I see the big picture. If, you know, people are able to live in Los Angeles and commute to Orange County, you know, to, to be able to have a better job. And then ultimately they see, you know, the difference in the area, they might want to move out there or other, you know, nicer areas in Southern California. I think that, 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 that's a sense of fulfillment for me because I just, I come from the, the, you know, the, the worst area of, of, of the city. So I hold that very dear to my heart. That is again, like just remarkable. And it's very, very clear to me how, how much love you have for this community and, and you infuse that love and that pride um, and that sort of lifting as we climb mentality into your work. Um, and, I, and I ask you about this, I like, as I said, because it's a strength, but because whenever you find yourself doubting if you belong, think about this. Who better to work on these infrastructure projects than someone who has firsthand experience knowing the benefits of it? All right. Who better to be talking about the, the impact and to see the big picture than someone from your background? All right. Someone who, you know, like you, you said yourself that you come from these communities, you come from a low-income community, and now to be um, to have been able to like progress to the point where you are a project manager for these kind of large scale infrastructure projects, that is remarkable. All right. So if you're ever asking yourself, like if you belong, if you're ever asking yourself if your ideas are valid, um, are valid, or if you maybe shouldn't, should or shouldn't make that comment or whatnot, just know that like the, what you have to say like your lived experience is so important and you're speaking for everybody who isn't there. All right. Like the, your voice at the table isn't just your voice. It's a voice of everyone who wants to be there and who should be there, but hasn't had the chance. And now you do. All right. And I think that that's just really, um, there's no more, um, no more proof that you belong than the fact that you love this community as much as it, it sounds like you do based on, on how you talk about it. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that I needed to hear that because I haven't heard it the way that you just told it to me right now. That just like, it, it's kind of like a slap in the face, like snap out of it, you know, like you, you know, you worked your butt off and, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if people, uh, I, I feel like I've been overlooked a lot at work just because of my gender. And, you know, I don't get taken seriously. I am dealing with people who have been in the industry for so many years, I want to say like decades, and they're so used to doing things certain ways, you know, um, and when, when 
step in there, they kind of just don't take you seriously, you know? So that's why I was like, wait, like, what am I doing here? I'm not being taken seriously. Like I take this very serious. I take my job very serious. I took my, my, uh, my academic career very serious and you're not taking me serious. Like what's going on here? So I think that kind of just, it, 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 um, it put me in that state because I was dealing with certain people that kind of, you know, projected that onto me and I, and, you know, I kind of just let it get to me, but I do want to thank you for acknowledging that and, um, you know, acknowledging that, that, because I, I haven't heard it the way that you just said it to me. No, of course. Um, I mean, and thank you. That's, you know, thank you for, for, for doing the work that you're doing and for, continuing to fight, not just for yourself, but for the important difference that you're making. Um, the other part that you said was the project management component of it. All right. So we talked about the impact that you have on the community level, you know, and, but of course there's also the impact in a company. There's also the profits, the margins, you know, like saying like, can you deliver this product? And so based on what you mentioned from some of your project management skills, it's like, yeah, it sounds like you're also very in tune with the deliverables. All right. So what are some things that you're most proud of um, in terms of, of project completion? Um, so I am very proud of being able to, you know, I started this at this company straight out of college. I knew nothing. This was like entry level. So and I did not get exposure to this industry while in college. The only exposure I got was a senior design project. And it was, um, you know, over the course of maybe four months. So there was, you know, I just barely got my feet wet. I saw this job posting. I was like, hey, like this is related to that. Like I, I, I discovered a whole different world. I was like, I, I really want to do that. That's very interesting. Um, so just the fact that I was able to adapt, like I, I've learned so much over the past seven years, um, you know, working in, in different projects. I've worked on projects ranging from, you know, the very, very beginning conceptual level where there's no, you know, no design in place. And we had to develop the design from scratch, you know, reaching out to the stakeholders, the agencies, you know, initiating all that coordination. Um, so I'm, I'm very proud that I was able to stick it through like there are some projects that we have worked on that have like the very good the very bad and the very ugly, but I feel that I have embraced everything, you know, whether it was a good experience uh, or not, I feel that it was a learning experience I, I learned what not to repeat in the next project. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had a lot of lesson learned lessons learned moments. Um, within the projects that I have worked on. Uh, there is actually a project that we are working on now that is uh, in the uh, East LA area. Uh, and it is actually very close to uh, the hospital that I was born in. So, you know, to be able to work on that and, you know, you commute through the area, you're like, hey, like I'm working there. So every time that I pass by there and, you know, I'm driving with like my parents or, or my kids, I'm like, hey, like, you know, we're working on a project right there. That's us, you know, and just seeing, you know, things come to life like that makes me very, very proud. Um, and I feel that I've contributed a lot, not just in, you know, uh, project management, but like people management and how to deal with people and, you know, understanding that, that we are still humans at the end of the day, even if we have to deliver, you know, a product or, uh, you know, a set of plans or a set of documents, you know, 
tending to those needs of, of people and, and especially with COVID, you know, it I feel that a lot of people have um, you know, discovered a lot of about themselves and so have I. So I've been, you know, trying to advocate for for that human aspect of of within our group, you know, to be mindful that, you know, people are at the end of the day are still very human. Yes, absolutely. So at the end of the day, you know, everybody on your team is human and we are, are dealing with a lot of, um, you know, are the, our, 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 the challenges that come, you know, <laughs> with the with the human experience. But I wanted to say what a beautiful, beautiful full circle moment it must be to be able to walk or, you know, drive by the hospital where you were born and to be able to like tell not just your parents to have your parents think, wow, like we had Jocelyn in this hospital. She was born here and now look at her. She's working a project so close to it. Or for you to be able to tell your child, hey, look, you know, I was born here and now here I am you know all these years later working on something to that's going to improve the lives of people in this area that is absolutely like beautiful and I hope that you're able to like to sit with that because it is a really um like beautiful full circle moment um but something else that you said you know like it's not just the project management skills it's the people management skills and just from like hearing what you said that you're proud of you know, like, it sounds like you are really great at relationship building. It sounds like you are really great at implementation and at adaptability. First of all, you've been in the same company for seven years, you know, I mean, I hope that you know, but that's because you have obviously proven yourself to be a team player. You have obviously proven that you are someone who is an asset to the team. All right. So, and so you said that people sort of, um, not take you seriously. The fact that you've been there, I think that they must acknowledge and they must know on some level how valuable you are. So all these things that you said that you're proud of, let me ask you something. Do you have them written down anywhere? I don't. And I think that is my problem because I'm more of a visual person. And if I don't see it, I don't believe it. So I think I need to do that. I need to write these things down. <laughs> yes. Writing it down is a huge, um, like the physical aspect of like putting something on paper, you know, and just like starting listing all the things that you're proud of, you know, that's going to help you see like, wow, I am an amazing civil engineer, you know, like I am um, amazing at this job. Like I am like a, a badass, you know, and, and you are, and just by listing that, you know, listing the things that you're proud of, those are accomplishments. Those are your accomplishments. And, and I, I call this a brag book, um, but it can take many different forms. So you said you're a visual person. Have you taken pictures of some of the, the projects that you've worked on? Or maybe um, like, do you have any sort of like videos or, or pictures or, or anything of that sort? I do. Um, when we go out on site visits, we have to document, uh, and this is only for purposes of like, you know, documenting the, the actual site, but I do have it and I go through the pictures every now and then I was like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> like that's, that's a, a nice picture, but um, like for, for me, like if I'm just driving by, I, I won't take a picture. I've only done it like for purposes of work, but I do have those pictures with me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like, same thing. I, I have pictures of all sorts of like work events 
you know, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm proud of them. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I took this picture probably because it was a work related picture that I took. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I definitely encourage you, like, especially if you're like second guessing yourself to just spend some time, you know, like maybe after a call or maybe, you know, like when you have some, some quiet time over the weekend, or maybe you're at, at work and you're starting to like, to feel down, like just start writing all the things that you're proud of. All right. And, and you, it can either be like a physical notebook. I, I recommend something physical, but maybe you're like a minimalist and you hate, you know, like you hate physical things. So maybe you have a folder in your drive, you know, um, and you're just, you know, like you call it like my brag book. And then you start writing all the things that you've done and you can add you know, the photos that you've taken into this folder. Um, and now here's actually the most important. Well, it's, I mean, it's all important, but here's a, a step that sometimes people forget. Uh, take a look at everything that you wrote down that you're proud of, and then take a look at your resume and compare and contrast. You know, it's like, are the things that you're most proud of on your resume? They are not. And I think the reason why I, I mean, I know why it is, but I always try to, you know, I, I hate bragging about myself. I hate, you know, I don't want to be a show off. So I just kind of like, ah, eh, like, you know, I, I, and, and that's just, that's not just with work. That's just in every aspect of, of my life. I don't, I don't like showing off. I don't like to seem like a creida, like, oh, show off, you know? So I, I don't, I don't. And, and I try to keep my, my resume as, minimized as possible uh thinking that hey like if it's more than one page they're not gonna you know look at it but you know i i think that a lot of my my strengths would not be able to be captured in just one page oh yeah absolutely there is no way that a one-page resume can capture everything that you have to offer all of your skills all of your accomplishments no way. So I just want to make that statement, you know, like I'm not telling you to try to cram yourself like you are expansive as a professional, as an individual, as a person, um, as a parent. It's a resume is never going to capture that. Um, what I was trying to say is that, like, at least the things that you're most proud of in, in your job, it's always good to have those in your resume, even the short form, so that, um, you know, so that they're always front and center, you know, and sometimes we forget because, you know, like, we're busy, you know, like, and we have on our jobs usually like send us from, from one place to the next. And we may not have time to be like, wow, I just completed this project. Let me update my resume. That's not usually like the first thought that comes to mind, but it's always good practice. You know, like whenever you, you're completed something that you're really proud of to write it down for yourself so that you remember how highly skilled you are and what an asset you are to your team. And also that you include it in your resume so that other people know what, you know, how, how highly skilled and what an asset you are to the team. And it's not bragging. It's not showing off. Like it's one of the biggest, um, I think, cultural hurdles is that idea of like being creida, of like being a show off, of like, oh, someone got, you know, like tooting their own horn, or there's all these sayings about, um, you know, that sort of like make it seem like it's a bad thing for us to own our greatness. And it's not, it is 100% okay for you to own your greatness, especially in the workplace, because 
you must advocate for yourself, for your career, because nobody else is going to do it for you. And so if you, um, you know, like if you start feeling, and that's one of the things, you know, like that's one of the ways that imposter syndrome can show up. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just humble. You know, like I don't want to be a show off. It's not being a show off and refusing to own your greatness is, is imposter syndrome at work. So just own your greatness. Start by writing it down. Start by really like seeing it down on paper. Like, oh, wow, I did do all these things. Does your boss know? You know, like, does do their bosses know? Like the people um, in terms of like promotion and career advancement, it is the people who make their accomplishments known who tend to progress. So the first step for other people to know your accomplishments is for you to be able to like sit down and, and write them down and, and own them and own how great you are. Yeah, thank you for that. Cause I, I feel like I've gone about it very wrong. <laughs> I've learned, the, I definitely have learned the hard way. And, you know, I'm, I'm already a, a shy and reserved person as it is. So I, I have a hard time you know, putting myself out there as it is because I'm an introvert, you know? So um, I think I, I think that's that's really one of the uh, the reasons why I, I suffer from the imposter syndrome because I am a natural introverted person, naturally introverted person. Yeah, and that's, oh yeah. You know, like I feel like the workplace rewards very much like it rewards first of all morning people i'm not a morning person okay my ancestors i would have been the person who was like staying up late tending to the fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> same here yeah so um you know like workplaces like capitalistic very like structure patriarchal very hierarch hierarchical is that the word like very much in a hierarchy um you know like it rewards certain types of people like very like um, extroverted energy, morning energy, um, very rigid, you know, like very, like by the written word, a lot of like masculine attributes. Um, so especially again, being in a, in a male dominated field, you are feeling that heightened, you know, and you're feeling and being in a, a male dominated field and being a mom, being a, a working mom, you know, like I'm not a parent myself, but I do know that workplaces were not designed for parents, you know? So like, so, so what you're feeling is just, is, is heightened, you know, it, it's, it's heightened. Yes. And I, I do want to bring something up that um, I experienced at work just recently. And it's, I feel that it was kind of double-sided. Um, I did receive a very hefty salary increase. Uh, it was on quote unquote mid salary uh, review. But I think the reason why it, it happened was not like it, it wasn't, I feel that it was not because of my own merit. I feel because of, of a situation that one of our staff members was in that they were like, oh, like we got to act on it, you know, with, with this person before, you know, that person decides to leave. Um, but I just, I feel that it was not genuinely given to me because of my merits. I feel that they were just trying to um, mitigate. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a direct thing because of me. It was a result of another situation that they gave it to me. So it kind of was like, okay, like, do I not deserve this pay? Like, it, it kind of just amplified the whole imposter syndrome 
um and i just i feel that it, it i just i feel that it was not given to me because they saw my worth or they saw that i deserved it okay thank you for sharing that so first of all you do deserve it okay um <laughs> you are worthy of all the money okay of all the money that's coming your way and i'm not gonna make um I obviously, I don't know the full context of what's going on, but it sounds like what happened was a correction. Okay. It sounds like you were being underpaid and it yes. sounds like somebody else in your company was also being underpaid and they brought that up and then they made a correction. Okay. So am I sort of on the right track? Yes. You are very spot on that. That is what happened. Yes. Okay. And so listen, um, the fact that you were underpaid, and I say this all the time, especially to Latinas, especially to women of color, it is not your fault that you are underpaid. Okay. Like we, like I said of all, you know, like it's the workplace can be very hostile towards women, especially women of color, especially when we're like first generation, especially, you know, um, we're like first gen college students and then first gen in the workplace. And, and we didn't, have these like knowledge on like how to negotiate and how to advocate for ourselves and a blue collar mentality is work hard and you will be rewarded you know and that just somehow is not the same in corporate america all right so this this feeling of like am i am i worth it you know i'm just like oh they're just they just gave me this money because um you know they didn't want me to leave or they just gave me this money because somebody else made a big fuss about it no they gave you the money because you are worth it all right and it was they they messed up and by underpaying you and by undervaluing you. And they realized if we don't fix this, first of all, they can probably get sued. That is uh, my, um, you know, they, they're very much probably were just like covering like their, their legal behinds, you know, in terms of like correcting that pay. But they, to me, that's still very much based on merit because they could have easily you know, like made the case that, oh, um, she's that, you know, like Jocelyn is actually paid whatever, you know, like at the skill that she's performing at, or they could have easily made up a million excuses not to pay you your worth because that is just, you know, like how capitalism works, unfortunately, how corporate America works. So don't ask, I don't want you to, to, to keep asking yourself like, oh, this money isn't really even for me. Like it was just because somebody else said something. No, if you were underpaid and they corrected it, like, first of all, that is, uh, the fact that it was corrected, not the fact that you were underpaid, the fact that it was corrected is a great thing, uh, because not a lot of places will own up to that mistake. Um, but it's not, it's not a consolation price. It's not like, oh, we'll just, we'll give her money because she's a good person. You know, like, oh, we'll give her money because we feel bad for her. No, a company will only pay an employee when they value them and they want them to stay. All right. So it is your skills and your um, deliverables and what you contribute to the team, your accomplishments and your contributions to the team that got you that compensation. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that validation. I was like in denial for so long. I was like, no, they didn't give it to me because I didn't deserve it. Um, but yeah, you, you are right. I, 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 I'm actually doing, you know, 
task that people twice, three times the amount of experience, the years of experience have. And, um, you know, I've been very efficient. You know, I've, I, I've learned very quickly. I've learned a lot. And I, you know, I'm the day-to-day -day contact with clients. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the face. I'm the person that they deal with on a day-to-day. -day. So, you know, for me to be out there, putting myself out there and, you know, the client to know my name, you know, my, my name, my, by, you know, know me personally at a, at a, at a personal level by my name and my face, you know, it, it does show that because not a lot of people, you know, and engineers, they're typically like in the background, you know, doing all the legwork in the background. They're not, they're not out there talking to clients. They're not out there, you know, in meetings and, and all that stuff. And that's what I've been doing this whole time. Yeah. And so great. Everything that you just said, you know, write it down. And I know that I already said that, but it bears repeating because those are, those are the, the ways in which you stand out from your team, you know, and I know that it may feel kind of like unnatural, um, to, to brag about yourself, but don't think about it as, um, if it, if it feels unnatural or, you know, like uncomfortable to, to talk about all the great things that you are doing to your team, think about just the results or the impact that you're having. And it's like, well, when you are better positioned to advocate in your team, you're actually better, better positioned to advocate for your community, you know, to people who come from the same community as you do, to people who come from your similar background. Um, when you have that, you know, like just know that it's, um, it's empowering. Like if, you know, don't think about it as, um, you know, as like this, like negative, like bragging type of thing, but just say like, Hey, these are the, these are the results. Like your results sound like they speak for themselves. All right. So it, it can be one, one thing that you might want to try is sort of like distancing yourself, like instead of, of bragging, like, Oh, here's all my, here's all my things. Um, you can say like, these are the results that I've had, you know, and it's, and when you can talk about the results, it is sort of like a statement of fact. It's not that you're not bragging or anything. You're just stating the facts. You're stating the impact that you've had. How does that sound? That sounds very spot on. And I think what what has been helping me um, kind of, um, you know, not how you said it's not bragging. You're like, you know, you're, you're advocating for people. You know, um, I think, something I, I you know for for a while I was feeling not fulfilled in this career and I was like wow you know I invested so much time so much effort all the blood sweat and tears into this like so many sacrifices like I don't want to change careers because I really love this I really you know I had an interest in engineering since I was you know in uh in high school it was not because of my uh if it wasn't because of my one of my math teachers in, in high school, I wouldn't have pursued this career. So I started, you know, I started college, you know, uh, with that declared major. I, you know, I, I had an internship before I started college. So I've, I've been trying to pursue this for a very long time. And I had a conversation with one of my friends because she is, uh, she just recently graduated from college um, and she is going, she's, she's trying to a medical career I was like hey you know maybe that's interesting because she mentioned that there are a lot of uh, engineering students or, or 
or people that have obtained an engineering degree that make that transition into medicine. And I was like, wow, like maybe that'll make me feel more fulfilled, you know, that sense of helping people. But what I think I was missing in, in my career was, you know, the mentoring younger people, you know, going out there and, you know, um, you know, advocating, you know, especially within the area that I live in, we are not exposed to any of the STEM careers. It, we have no exposure, we have no resources to this when we're in elementary school and middle school and high school. It's like if you get lucky, you get some exposure to it. If you don't, you know, then you're basically asked out. But, you know, we don't get exposed to it. And there are a lot of kids out there that you know, that have a lot of potential, you know, I was, I was one of those kids, and I had to, like, you know, pave my own way, fight through, you know, um, you know, make my own uh, path, you know, um, and I feel that with me starting to get into that advocating and mentoring, you know, the younger, the new generation, I feel that that kind of, that has been helping me, because um, I don't feel that I'm bragging, so to say, like, I feel like I'm I'm demonstrating like, hey, even though you have these hardships or you have all these obstacles against you, can still power through them. And, and you'll, you know, if, if it was possible for me, it's possible for you. Um, so I think that that I'm starting to get in, into that, like the advocating and the mentoring. Um, and I just, I, it just solidified what you said earlier, you know, the fact that I, I see the, the larger picture of the impacts of the projects that I work on to the community and how it, you know, the mobility and all that stuff, I think it just kind of, you know, it just brought it back to, to what it really is. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that reflection. And I wrote down something that you, you said, you said, it's not, not bragging, you're demonstrating. And I think that is really, really powerful, you know? So whenever you find yourself sort of like doubting whether or not you should ask a question or, or, you know, whether you should speak up in the room, like I said before, think about the impact that you're having. But then when you're also, you know, like maybe when it's time for a review or when it's time to, to have like your check-in with your manager or, you know, to like to advocate for yourself for that promotion for, for that next role, or maybe to work in a project that you really want to work on, you know, um, just focus on that advocating and mentoring component because it is, it is powerful. You know, you are paving a lot. Um, you, you're paving the way for, for everybody who you're, who you're, who you're mentoring. And that's really, really powerful. And so just know that you're not, you're not, um, first of all, you're not alone in feeling imposter syndrome. You know, like a lot of us feel that way, even if we're not in a male dominated workplace. Um, I felt that way because I was the youngest full-time person on my team. You know, like it's, trust me, whatever identity we have or whatever thing we may be like insecure or, or like we'll even pick up a whiff of it. Sometimes like our egos will just focus on that and make it an insecurity and then have that be something that is with us in, in the workplace. All right. So, um, it's, it's going to, to, it, I don't want to say that you're ever going to like get fully get over it, but you can learn to cope. You can learn, um, 
to, to keep it at bay. You can learn to lean on the things that you're proud of. You can learn on your, you know, learn to lean on your strengths and to lean on the things that bring you joy and that keep you going, whether that is, you know, like focusing on big picture mentor, you know, big picture, um, like mobility and, and that kind of impact or focusing on like the individual mentoring that you're doing, or even just like acknowledging, Hey, these are the results. I'm not bragging. I am demonstrating. Okay. So all of those things, little by little, as you practice them every day, and you know, it does take practice and it is going to take effort, but as you continue to focus on them, you are going to start feeling a shift and feeling more confident in talking about your accomplishments and feeling more confident in raising your voice and, and, and speaking up and, and asking the questions and, you know, having the confidence not to second guess yourself. So just focus on that. And I cannot wait to hear, uh, you know, like where you are three months from now, six months from now, 12 months from now. Thank you. And honestly, I just, I want to thank you for your work. Um, this was definitely divine timing. And I am so thankful that I ran into your Instagram page because, um, I've, I've heard you speak on, on previous webinars and it was more like a general, you know, things that we as Latinas deal with in the professional setting. But this conversation that we just had today, it just, it, 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 it's amazing. You know, the fact that you pointed these things out, I'm like, wow, like Carla's very good at what she does. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you are so sweet. Um, I mean, honestly, like I really, really love coaching. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like my favorite part of coaching is that I, I help people see the power that they have within themselves. Like if you, you know, like if, you know, whenever this podcast episode is published and if you listen to it, you'll hear that I asked questions first because I want to know about you. And again, like that's the power of coaching, like to have someone just like take a step back and just see your strengths. Okay. Because that's my favorite thing. Just helping people see them strengths, their strengths. And you have a lot of strengths. You have um, a lot that you're contributing to your team and to your family and to your community. So I'm also glad that, you know, that, that you came across my Instagram page and, and now here we are. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for trusting me with your career journey. Thank you. I, I think that this has been has been very insightful you know it, it gave me that perspective that I have not been able to see uh, in a very long time um, so thank you so much for your words yeah thank you